shall we begin? Let the games begin. Alright, alright, alright. A new age has begun. An age of freedom. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Get to the chopper! This is going to be quite a ride. Everybody and welcome to back to the Movie Pit Podcast. I already messed this up. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. I am your host, Christian Renteria. This is, of course, the Movie Pit Podcast, where we talk about all the big breaking movie news items of the week, along with the trailers that came out this week and the movies that are out in theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. It's been a while. Uh, I apologize for that. I, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, one of the weeks, I haven't done what the podcast now in three weeks, some, something along those lines. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, last week I was sick. Uh, the week before I was taking care of my family members who were sick and then I ended up getting it because that's just my luck. Um, thankfully it was just, you know, the flu. It wasn't anything else. Tested multiple times and it came, all, all times came back negative. So th- thankful for that. But, uh, but yeah, got sick last week, uh, week before that I was taking care of my siblings that were sick. And then the week before that, I just didn't have time to properly do a podcast and edit and, and, and any of that stuff. So, uh, I'm back, uh, <laughs> this week and, uh, I, we missed a lot of stuff, uh, obviously the Oscars and stuff and the slap that everyone is still sort of kind of still talking about. Yeah. We're not gonna talk about any of that. Uh, I think everything that was, that could have been said about that situation has been said already. So we're not gonna talk about that. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to get into the movie news items that came out this week. Uh, it was still a pretty decent week, a, a good, decent week to come back to, movie news-wise. So uh, let's just get right to it. Of course, we're going to get right to it, as always, with trailer talk. Coming soon to theaters. Uh, so first, there was a new trailer for uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie. Uh, that comes out on May 27th. And uh, I'm already excited for it, so I watched it. Uh, some, you know, you know, just expanding on what, you know, what we've already been given and stuff like that and a few new scenes here and there. But uh, I'm already excited for it. I mean, they can, you know, bust out these trailers every now and then. And, and I'll keep watching them because I'm looking forward to it. Big fan of the show. Big fan for the movie. Uh, or looking forward to the movie. So there's that. Uh, the A24 did release a trailer for Marcel the Shell with shoes on. This is a full-length movie based on the 2010 four-minute short film. The original team behind the, the short uh, director, Dean Flesher Camp, will come back to direct a movie. And writer and voice of Marcel is Jenny Slate. She will also return. Joining them are Rosa Salazar, uh, Thomas Mann, and Isabella Rossellini. The short debuted at the AFI Fest and won Best Animated Short. Short, then went on to Sundance in 2011, where it gained a bigger fan base and critics alike. Finally, went to the New York International Children's Film Festival and won the Grand Jury, uh, ran, won the Grand Jury and Audience Awards. So, obviously, a lot of uh, a lot of um, a backing for the movie already, and now we're getting a full fledged thing. It looks cute. It's an A24 movie. It, I don't really expect it to go, you know, full on A24, and it's an animated. Uh, not anime, it's kind of like stop motion too. So um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I don't want to give too much about it. I mean, it, it starts off uh, interesting. It uh, looks like he's uh, shooting a documentary and then, you know, it gets into some more shenanigans along the way. But um, yeah, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On is the full title for the movie and that will open on June 24th. 
All right, so let's get to the news. The runtime for Jurassic World Dominion may have been revealed earlier this week. Reports are saying the movie will run two hours and 26 minutes. And with this runtime, this does make it the longest Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movie. All of them usually run over just a little bit over two hours. I think the mo- the longest one was um, probably the last one, like two hours and six minutes or something along those lines. Uh, so they don't usually go over 210, to say the least. Uh, with the exception of Jurassic Park 3, which is the shortest of the series, that ran at one hour and 32 minutes so pretty much doubling everything here for this one i mean it makes sense you know you're combining this new trilogy of the jurassic world movies and then you're combining you know bringing in the characters from jurassic park uh the core characters the legacy characters as you know that that term has been uh now been used in hollywood so um it makes sense that it would be a little bit longer of a movie it's dinosaurs it's the cast it's the original cast it's this new cast it you know, a wide range, a wide array of new dinosaurs and old dinosaurs and, and dinosaurs on in, in, in the in the in the you know in the real world stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion will open on June 10th. So uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter how long it is. We're gonna go watch it, right? I mean, we're, we're all gonna go watch it. Another runtime that was revealed this week was the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, the movie, according to Fandango, revealed the movie will be six uh, six hours. Wow, two hours and six minutes. That's a uh, who. Uh, although I'm pretty sure people wouldn't mind that. Uh, but no, the movie will be two hours and six minutes. The movie will open on May sixth, I believe. Tickets already went on sale, if I remember correctly. So yeah, there you go. That's another runtime for you guys. Uh, I believe it's a little shorter than the first one. I think I forgot to look that up. But uh, I did read somewhere that this is the short <laughs> that this is the shortest movie since Captain Marvel to come out in uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anyway. Next movie news item, Craig Gillespie, the director of I, Tanya Corella and the upcoming sequel and episodes of Hulu's uh, the Hulu series Pam and Tommy uh, will direct the adaptation of the New York Times bestselling novel The Anti-Social Network by Ben Mesrich. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, the book is about a group of amateur investors, gamers, and others who took it to Wall Street when they bought up all those GameStop stocks. Yes, this is about the GameStop stocks uh, ordeal. Um, I think this movie was first mentioned back in January. MGM, which is uh, doing the movie, bought the rights to the book last January, literally a week after the actual story came out. And the book came out, and then MGM bought up the book. Uh, producing the movie will be Michael DeLuca, who produced uh, the other book that Mesrich wrote, which was uh, then turned into The Social Network. So the anti-social network makes a lot of sense. Uh, so production is expected to begin uh, next, or no, I'm sorry, late this summer, early fall. Uh, so we'll probably be talking a lot more about this, especially now with the director in tow. So there you go. And a big time producer in Michael DeLuca himself. So that's pretty cool. Famed director Nancy Myers has made a deal with Netflix to produce, write, and direct a new ensemble comedy. This will be Myers' first full-length movie since 2015's The Intern, where she took a break from the industry after that, uh, saying that uh, she just needed a break because she the, the industry was changing at that time and she didn't see her, she didn't know where she belonged. But looks like she's back. Uh, she did come back briefly in uh, 2020. During the pandemic, of course, where she and Netflix released a short film called Father of the Bride Part 3-ish. I guess that was the title of the movie that she made, uh, which brought back the original cast of the first two movies, the Father of the Bride uh, movies, and then brought in Robert De Niro and Florence Pugh. 
watch. Uh, I didn't actually watch. I knew I saw that it was there, and for whatever reason, I haven't watched it yet. And this reminded me that it was there, so I probably have to give that a watch. Anyway, Meyer's other credits include fan favorite movies like Parent Trap, Something's Gotta Give, The Holiday, What Woman Wants. She did write and produce the Father of the Bride movies, hence why she was involved in that. Uh, no word yet on what the ensemble comedy will be about, but Myers has a obviously very good track record. Like I said, she's one of the famed directors. Uh, you want a romantic comedy movie, uh, and you need uh, a solid name behind it. Nancy Myers movies are one of those, uh, one of the many of, of those movies. So, next movie news item: Scott Miss Cuddy, aka Kid Cuddy. I think they pronounce his last name. Apologize if that's not Kid Cuddy. We'll just call him Kid Cuddy from now on. Uh, has joined the action thriller Silent Night, which is uh, coming from director John Woo, who is making his comeback to the American cinema, which is. Very, very cool. Uh, the movie already has Joe Kennerman set to lead the movie, which follows Godlock. Yes, that is the character's name, Godlock, played by Joe Kinnaman, who is a, quote, father on a mission to revenge his young son who was tragically caught in the crossfire of gang violence on Christmas Eve. Shot and nearly killed while in pursuit of the murderers, Godlock vows to avenge his son by any means necessary. Cuddy will play the detective Dennis Vassell, who I assume is probably following the case or on the trail of uh, Kinnaman's character. Silent Night is currently filming in Mexico City. They do have uh, a few um, Mexican actors a part of the cast, obviously. And uh, early reports said that the movie will be, quote, without dialogue. So uh, if that is the case, that's going to be an even more interesting movie to go watch. Uh, definitely going to put that on my list of anticipated movies because a John Woo movie with no dialogue uh, and just, you know, straight up action and, of course, and, you know, human emotion. Uh, I think that could be really cool. Uh, I just watched Hard Target the other day and uh, I remember how, uh, you know, extreme and loud John Woo movies can be because I haven't watched John Woo movie in quite some time. So uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, release date, uh, no release date has been announced just yet, but potentially sometime next year since they are already filming. Like I mentioned, uh, the movie did have an accident uh, they were doing a uh, practice uh, for visual effects and a stunt, and someone got injured. Uh, it wasn't anybody from the cast, but uh, someone did get injured. It won't delay the movie at all, but um, it, obviously if someone's getting injured during practicing of stunts, this movie's going to be pretty uh, pretty big and pretty heavy. So um, hopefully, obviously a fast recovery to the person who uh, was injured. But um, uh, yeah, they're already filming, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's John Woo. I mean, how can you not like John Woo? And he's coming back to American cinema. He's been away for quite some time. So uh, having him back is always going to be really, really cool. And the big movie news item of the week, at least for me, at least the one that got the a visual, uh, visceral uh, reaction, pardon me, Hollywood is once again set to reboot The Crow, and they have found, yet again, a new director, writer, and lead. Directing the movie will be Rupert Sanders, who has directed Snow White and the Huntsman and Ghost in the Shell. The script is being written by Zach, or has been written by Zach Wilson, or I'm sorry, Zach uh, Balin. I don't know where Wilson came from. Uh, I think there is a writer named Zach Wilson. Uh, but this is written by uh, Zach Balin, who uh, wrote King Richard and uh, also did the script for uh, Creed 3, which is uh, also currently filming. And leading the movie? Well, that would be Pennywise himself, Bill Sarsgaard. He will be playing Eric Draven, the lead and singer-songwriter FKA Twigs, uh, will also be joining the movie. She joined earlier this week. Uh, she will be playing the fiance role. Uh, she doesn't. She's mainly, she's mainly a singer. For those who don't know who FKA uh, Twigs is. Uh, yeah, FK Twigs. Um, she's mostly a singer. She did, did have, I'm assuming, a small role. I haven't watched the movie. I've been meaning to watch the movie. Uh, Honey Boy. Um, 
she she's credited as a shy girl so i'm assuming it's only kind of a, a, a little small role in there but uh, i guess this would be her first kind of real feature film now i want to i'm bringing that up because the fiance role obviously in the in the 1994 movie which we'll get a little bit more into uh she dies pretty early on and she's not really a character not really um but this is a quote modern reimagining of the movie that's the approach they're taking with this movie and she would be being uh, she would be she, the character the fiance character will be a co-lead whatever that means i don't know maybe she'll she doesn't die or maybe she does die but the crow is a representation of her i don't know how, what they're gonna do but she's a co-lead in the movie whatever that means now, of course, The Crow itself, for anyone who's not familiar with it, is based off an indie comic by James O'Barr that came out in the late 80s and then, of course, got made into a much-talked-about and much-loved 1994 movie with the late Brandon Lee, who himself was fatally shot uh, after a prop gun malfunction or a mob hit, depending on who you ask, uh, on set uh, right around the ending of filming. And they had to, obviously, do some stuff to uh, finish filming. Um, they did some tricks obviously to to finish uh what they hadn't done uh hadn't done with uh yet so uh Skarsgård, like i mentioned would be playing uh eric draven in the movie who is a man seeking revenge for the murder of his fiance and himself when he is resurrected magically and is connected to a crow so uh this movie is currently in pre-production so it can start so it can start filming in june from the reports and while uh while they're filming they're gonna be filming in prague and munich but there is no release date given for the movie yet I mentioned that this movie got a, uh, a visceral reaction from me because I don't care anymore. I really don't care anymore. And I'm sure, in fact, I know I'm not the only person that does not care about this movie anymore. There has been so many starts and stops to the remake, reboot, whatever they want to call it, of The Crow. It's not even funny. There has been so many attached directors and writers and even studios, just let's just name them all because that's how long they've been working on this thing. I literally went back and looked at everything and I was able to find everything. Seriously, 11, 12 years they've been trying to make this thing and they haven't done it yet. So Stephen Norrington, the director of Blade and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, was involved at one point. I think he was probably one of the earliest directors that was attached when they first started thinking about remaking this and, and never panned out. Uh, but in 2011, Juan Carlos Fresendilio, who directed 28 Weeks Later, that's mostly what he's known for, uh, he came on board. And get this, he had names like Bradley Cooper, Mark Wahlberg, and Channing Tatum all in talks or in early negotiations to play Eric Draven, but that project eventually fell apart. Then, in 2013, F. Javier Gutierrez, who directed the Spanish film Before the Fall, he also directed uh, Rings, the third Ring, uh, the Ring movie, which was not very good. Uh, he came on board to direct and had Tom Hiddleston attached, or at least in talks for the character before he left. And then uh, another Stars Guard, Alexander Stars Guard, circled the role before Luke Evans officially signed on for a few years before that version got canned as well. Now, this version, the F. Javier Gutierrez version, was said to be closer to the actual comic, with one report saying that it was going to be a shot-for-shot version of the comic, which, um, by the way, the comic and the 1994 movie, very different in 
in respects. I mean, the tone and everything, the backbone of the story is the same, but the way they go about telling the story is is different. Uh, but the one that stuck that people thought was finally going to happen was when Corin Hardy, uh, the director of The Hollow and The Nun, he also directed episodes of uh, the series Gangs of London, he came on board twice. He was he, The first uh, time was in 2014, and he was only known at that point for The Hollow and a few music videos that he had directed as well, or a handful of music videos that he directed. And he left the project for a bit before coming back, on, before coming back to the project in 2017 when Sony Pictures took over. Now, I say when Sony Pictures took over because the rights to the movie were a little complicated. So the Weinstein Company had them, and then Relatively Media came on, uh, also fought for the rights. So they went into a lawsuit. Relatively Media won, and they got the movie. But then they went through bankruptcy, and they had to sh- sell the rights to The Crow and a bunch of other movies as well to you know, pay off their debt. And that, that's when they sold it to sony pictures anyway uh the 2014 version the the version that was still at relatively media when corn hardy was first attached that version had jack houston who at the time and i think even now is mainly known for boardwalk empire he was also in prejudice and zombies he was also uh ben-hur in the ben-hur remake uh so he was in talk so he was going to play eric and then um, that same version, Forrest Whitaker was in talks to co-star. And the big one, and this is kind of the version um, that got, was going to change things up, Andrea Riseborough, who I know who I first met, and I think most people probably first knew her from Oblivion, which was the Tom Cruise movie. Uh, she was in that. She was also in Nocturnal Animals, Battle of the Sexes. Uh, I think most people now know her as Mandy, the Nicolas Cage movie she plays. Mandy herself. But she was in talks to play the villain Top Dollar, who in the 94 version was played very excellently, by the way, uh, by Michael Wolcott. Uh, he was the main villain in the movie. In the comic, he's not the main villain. Just FYI. Uh, if you you know want to go back and, and read the comic yourself. Top Dollar, not the main villain of that movie. He wasn't or in the comic. He was in the movie main villain, but not in the comic. Anyway, so she was gonna she was in talks, or yeah, I think she was still in talks to play the villain uh and that version just again didn't work out relative to the media going through breakup series they had to sell off the rights and then there you have it so there was a few years where the crow remake reboot was on hold and then again sony pictures comes into the mix they buy off the rights they set the project again in 2017 when hardy came back to direct and he managed to get jason momoa to come on board and jason momoa and corn hardy were set they were they were so set they uh did everything they did the makeup test they did concept uh, art with jason momoa in the crow makeup they were on location where they were going to film and then in 2018 when the when they were literally i think just about to shoot both of them left over financial issues between one of the producers and samuel uh hadida and sony pictures because they couldn't agree on money, of course. And Hardy left, and Moa left, and that was that. And now we're here again in 2022 with Rupert Sanders and Bill Sarsgaard attached. So yeah, that's 11, 12 years of Hollywood trying to get a remake of The Crow back on the big screen. And I just, again, do not care. Will I watch it? Yeah. I'm most likely going to watch it because that's what I do. I can, I can sit here and complain about movies looking bad and, and the history, the long history of movies uh, on the back burner and finally getting made and starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And I'm still going to go watch them. 
Will it be good? Who knows? Sanders behind the camera doesn't really get me excited at all. It doesn't really excite me whatsoever. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman was fine. You know, it was a beautiful looking movie, visually great. The rest of it was just okay. And Ghost in the Shell, we don't talk about Ghost in the Shell anymore. We we just don't talk about it. I'm not going to hold my breath to see if this finally gets made. Because Hardy and Momoa were literally on location, like I mentioned, as they were about to film. And then everything shut down, production-wise. At this point, I don't even care if they remake The Crow. Because who knows if they're actually ever going to shoot the damn thing. If they do, and this is the version we get with Rupert Sanders behind the camera, who has taken a Snow White story, who has taken one of the biggest animes of all time, and I'm not going to say butcher it, but, you know, have you know fans against it from the very start. Nothing against Bill Skarsgård, nothing against um, FKA Twigs, who, I, again, have not seen act. I really also don't really know her music that well, so I'm probably the ba- bad judge on, on that. Foot. But as for Bill Skarsgård, I mean, obviously, Pennywise... He knocked it out of the park. Everything else he's been in, relatively small in terms of, you know, how, how much he can really, uh, at least from what I've seen, I've seen him in like little bit parts. Um, so I'll probably have to be on the lookout for something where he's kind of like the lead or at least has a bigger role that's not like 10 minutes long where he just dis- comes in and then disappears. But I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I think, you know, visually, Bill Skarsgård, yeah, fits fits the role of, of the crow. Um, but this thing has been going on for so long. If it happens, great. If it doesn't happen, I don't think we lose anything. Uh, I know Alex Parias, the director of the first movie, very much against, um, Hollywood remaking The Crow because he thinks it's a, he thinks it's, it's disrespectful in, uh, in terms of respecting or that it would be disrespectful to Brandon Lee, who of course, like I mentioned earlier, passed away, uh, while, while filming the first movie. And... Is it the case? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, again, unless it would be disrespectful. Yes, if they made it and it was bad. <laughs> but if they made it and it was good, I mean, I, I, I can kind of see that, you know, maybe not being as disrespectful. I, I don't know. What, I mean, Alex Pariah said that, like, back in, like, early 2010s. So I don't know how he feels now. I don't know how James O'Barr feels now. I don't know if he's connected to the series, or, uh, this recent incarnation. I mean, he was... With the other versions, especially the early Corin Hardy versions, he was really behind that one. Uh, it seemed that he kind of gave the stamp of approval for what Corin Hardy was going to do and what Jason Momoa was going to do. But I, I don't know if he's connected to this. I know Edward Pressman, who was one of the producers, he's been on, he's been attached as producer. He's been attached to that the early days about relatively media as well. And then when they switched over to Sony Pictures, he came aboard with it. So he's still attached to produce this movie as well. So he definitely wants this thing to happen. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Do we need do we need another crow movie? Do we need a crow movie at all? I don't know. You know, honest like I mentioned, I I just don't care. I really don't care at this point. Like it's I'm like I and I'm like the cautiously optimistic guy when it comes to projects like these. But I just at this point I don't care anymore because it's it's just one of those things where I can't get I I can't let myself get excited for this for it to get shut down again. And I just, you know, I'm I'm over it. So, I don't want to, you know, crap on it, but it's just it's 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 hard not to crap on it when you've seen everything and i laid everything out for you guys like uh, when i first started really paying attention to the movie news and like started following it the crow movie was one of the first movies that i read about like all this stuff like i remember reading all of this stuff when it first came out and it's just i mean i I was probably reading it 
movie news before that, but it was around when this started coming out where I really started, where everything started to stick with me. So I know how long they've been working on this movie, and I know it just, it's doomed. It's doomed to begin with. I'm not saying it's cursed. A lot of people thought, you know, say that the Crow, first McCrow movie was cursed, but this movie just, it's doomed. It, it really it feels like that. And again, all, I'm not being negative. I don't want to be negative, rather to this version, to what Rupert Sanders and Zach Balin and Bill Skarsgård can bring, maybe they'll knock it out of the park. I hope they knock it out of the park. I don't want to go and sit down and watch a Crow movie that's bad. Like, I don't want to, if I wanted to do that, I can go watch the straight-to-DVD sequel or straight-to-video sequels. <laughs> but it just, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't care anymore. I really don't. I, this, is, this is, if you're going to do it, do it. Otherwise, just stop. Let it, let it, just let it be. We got one good Crow movie. Let that be enough. All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I really didn't want to be negative on a return to the podcast, but you know what? Sometimes it's good. that's just how it works out. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's move on to the, to the movies that are coming out in uh, theaters and streaming for all your viewing pleasures. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, let's talk about the movies coming out. Uh, We have two streaming movies this weekend. We have All the Old Knives. That's coming out on Prime Video. Uh, Two CIA operatives and former lovers, played by Chris Pine and Thaddy Newton, reunite in an idyllic Carmel, uh, Carmel by the Sea to re-examine a mission six years ago in Vienna where a fellow agent might have been compromised. The movie co-stars Lawrence Fishburne and Jonathan Price. movie so far has been getting some mixed reviews. Some people are saying it's a pretty solid uh, spy thriller mystery movie. Others people are saying that uh, Chris Pine and Thane Newton are pretty much the only good things in the movie because the rest of the movie is kind of a slog. So very, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. But uh, for the most part, a lot of a lot of these movies um, getting or a lot of this, the reviews for this movie, a lot of the reviews for this movie are very mixed in terms of whether or not it's good. So it's on Prime Video. Uh, I think it, it is getting a very limited release as well in theaters. But uh, if you want, just want to watch it from the comfort of your own home. There you go. Uh, Netflix also has a new movie called Metal Lords. Two friends, uh, two friends try to form a heavy metal band with a cellist for Battle of the Bands. This um, is written by one of the showrunners of Game of Thrones, uh, D.B. Weiss. So I think it's pronounced that way. I know I never learned how to pronounce the last name. But uh, he uh, he wrote the movie, uh, and uh, there you go. It's a pretty relatively um, unknown cast. I think there's a few big names. I think I think I, I thought I saw Joe Manganiello in there. Uh, for so uh, yeah, Metal Lords. If you want to go check it out on Netflix, uh, there you go. Those are your only two streaming movies out this week. We have two big movies coming out in theaters. Both of them already making uh, a splash with reviews. Uh, critics and even the box office the first one is of course sonic the hedgehog part two or sonic the hedgehog two uh the returning cast of course james martin tika sumter um jim carrey of course coming back as uh dr robotnik and ben schwartz coming back to voice sonic of course new cast members we have uh colleen o'shaughnessy who's voicing tails and idris alba voicing knuckles uh the movie's Made a pretty decent uh, Thursday run, uh, opening wise, and uh, looks like it's gonna you know track for a pretty good box office. Uh, some people are saying it's really good. Some people are saying if you love the first movie, you'll love this one even more. Uh, some people are saying that it's 
just okay. So, you know, there you go. Uh, I do. I did enjoy the first movie. I thought it was more enjoyable than I thought it was originally going to be. So I am looking forward to the second one. And obviously they're expanding on the lore of everything, with you know, bringing in Tails and bringing in Knuckles and making Jim Carrey, you know, the look of him, of Dr. Robotnik, even more like the video games. Uh, we already have part three coming. They already announced it uh, a while ago. So uh, there doesn't matter. Paramount's fully on board with the Sonic the Hedgehog movies. And um, we're going to get a third one, you know, this despite how this one does at the box office. Although, again, early signs show that this movie is going to be a pretty big hit at the box office. And the second movie coming out in theaters this weekend is Ambulance. This is the new movie by Michael Bay. His first movie um, since uh, 2019's Six Underground, which was released on Netflix. Ambulance, of course, about the two brothers, played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, who um, uh, uh, rob a bank, and of course, it goes all wrong, and then they hijack an ambulance, and then they're on the run from uh, every law enforcement in Los Angeles, from the looks of it. Uh, Isa Gonzalez is also in there. She was in Baby Driver. I think that's probably where a big chunk of people probably know her from. Uh, she's been in a bunch of other things as well, but um, or you know a, a good chunk of things after that. But Baby Driver, I think, is the thing that everyone kind of re- remembers her from. But she's in there. She plays uh, a paramedic who's uh, in the ambulance with uh, with the brothers, and then uh, Garrett Dillahunt, who is a big character actor, he pops up in a lot of supporting roles. I think uh, most people probably at least will recognize his face. He's in there too. It looks like he's playing one of the um, the, the people in charge of the uh, the police going after the the brothers, at least from the from the trailers anyway. Uh, but yeah, uh, ambulance getting a lot of good reviews. People are saying this is uh, Michael Bay's best, you know, or at least you know best movie in a while, or maybe even his best movie period. Um, the trailers itself looks like this very you know chaotic experience the camera work looks pretty insane just from the trailers alone so it looks like maybe that that, that's carrying over from from the trailers to the the whole movie as well uh but i'm very surprised that people are really liking this movie you know michael bay has a you know a track record with uh critics you know obviously with the transformers movies and stuff like that he himself admittedly said that he you know may have made one one too many uh transformers movies but uh uh but uh i'm i'm looking forward to this you know six underground was was okay it wasn't the best but it was okay for what it was i did uh enjoy 13 hours for what it was i I think um you know even there he was kind of playing around with the with the with the camera work and stuff like that so so michael michael i and i i love early michael bay you know i love the first bad boys movie i love the rock uh i love armageddon armageddon so you know he he was one of my favorite directors when when i was young because he made all those really great movies and then you know he kept making transformers movies and it kind of you know I don't, know, kind of maybe, I don't want to say tar- tarnished his reputation, but it did kind of make him, you know, the, the butt of a lot of jokes. But it, I'm glad to see that Ambulance is kind of maybe, maybe I, don't wanna, I don't know if it's a return to form, but uh, at least um, he's, you know, uh, it's not, you know, just everyone bashing on Michael Bay for what, you know for being a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, people are, seem to relatively enjoy uh, Ambulance, at least from the reviews that I've seen online so far. Uh, so that's it. That's th- Those are all your movies coming out this weekend. Uh, Ambulance and Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2 in theaters. And then streaming-wise, Metal Lords on Netflix and all the old knives on Prime Video. Thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in and listening to the podcast. I very much appreciate it. That's all I got for you guys, movie news-wise and, and everything else. So be sure to check out uh, all the links down below in the description slash show notes area. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube, be sure to uh, subscribe and uh, leave a comment. Leave a comment down below what you uh, what you thought of the podcast this week and what you thought about a particular news item. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please please leave me a rating and review. That helps out the podcast in the long run. And if you're listening to uh, the podcast on Stitch on Stitch on Stitch, I have no idea what I was trying to say there on Stitch or Spotify. Uh, I believe there's. Um, 
ways to review the uh, on there as well. I can't, I can't remember. I, I think there was a new update on, on Spotify that lets you do that. But anyway, uh, if you're listening there, uh, thank you. Regardless, thank you for listening, regardless of where uh, you're listening to. So very much appreciate that. All right. Uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, tuning in this week. Uh, I will try not to miss out too many more weeks. Uh, so, you know, everything going on uh, work-wise. But uh, like I mentioned, I think... I don't think I mentioned it, but I think I mentioned it on the Twitter page. Everything's going to kind of go uh, smooth sailing from from here on out for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the year. So, at least for the f- this first half of the year. All right, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to check out all the links down below. Follow me on social medias; uh, those will all be linked down below as well. I I am trying to use. So I've been you know with everything going on, I've kind of been a little um, sparse on there, but uh, I will be trying to get back on there for uh, for a lot of stuff. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, I know I'm a bad podcast though, so I apologize. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. I'm going to go now because I'm not going to waste any more of your time. So, uh, yeah, have a good week. Have a good weekend. Uh, no matter where, no matter when you're listening to this, just, you know, try to try to be good, be good people and uh, enjoy yourselves. And remember, as always, go watch some movies. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Give it up. Movies. <laughs>